In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and this broadcast is live, living, hallelujah, the living Word of God. Do you know that God is in control of all your hardships, of all the things that you're going through? Do you know that the Lord is in control? You just have to tell Him, I want you to be in control. He is. But you've got to give Him permission to be in control. Lord, you are in control of all the things that I'm going through, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Lord is in control. Do you know that today? Don't fear and don't quit. It's not time to fear, and it's not time to quit, because God is still on his throne, and he hears and answers prayer. And just as long as your faith in him is intact, everything is going to come out all right. You say everything, I say everything, as long as your faith is intact in Jesus Christ, everything is going to come out all right. I'm looking at the fifth chapter of Mark, and we're going to go to verse 11. Now there on the hillside, remember this is the Gentile part of the Sea of Galilee. Now there on the hillside, a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged Jesus, send us into the swine, let us enter them so that he gave them permission. I tell you, are you giving Jesus permission over your life today? But it's so complicated. No, it's so simple. I give you permission over my life today. Jesus gave the demons permission to enter into the swine. And the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. This Jesus doing these things, this Jesus, he can take that which is evil out of you if you confess his name and give him your whole life. He's God Almighty. He's able to take the demonic out of you and give you a new life. I tell you, more people are plagued with the demonic than we would ever want to think. That doesn't mean you're not loved. It means God loves you and he wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you from these demonic influences. Some people were raised with demons, and it's not their fault. But the demons came to rest in them also. Oh, yes. I know of people that have been raised with demons. Their parents and their grandparents were into the demonic. Why would people be into the demonic? Because there's power. 
but the power will get you to hell. That's real. The power will get you to hell. Let's continue. The swineherds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw that the demonic sitting there clothed in his right mind, the very man who had legion, they were afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. Why are they begging Jesus to leave their neighborhood? Because they have demons. They have their own demons. Get out of here. I want nothing to do with you. Remember, this is the Gentile part of the Sea of Galilee. I tell you, I had an uncle. He used to sell Christmas trees. He wanted nothing to do with priests. Whenever there was a priest who came to buy a Christmas tree, he let other people serve him. He had demons. Oh, yes, he had demons. And he was afraid. Afraid of the priest, I tell you. That's real. That's real. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. So the people in the neighborhood want Jesus to leave. And now the man in his right mind wants to follow Jesus. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. How many times have you told people how much the Lord has done for you? I told you I had a seminarian here on Sunday, and I started to share the stories that the Lord gave me in healing people, in delivering people. Oh, yes, this is real. God wants to give you a story so that you would know that Jesus is Lord and that you have power over the demonic, over the flesh, over the devil. Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. This is the Gentile part. They knew this man was demonically possessed. He went to tell all that Jesus did. When's the last time you've told people what Jesus did? I've said it so many times, the last verse... In the Gospel of John, there are many more things that Jesus did where they all recorded all the books in the world would not be able to contain them. Oh, yes. Are you telling people what Jesus did? Well, I'm shy. Get over it. Get over it. If someone was handing out $100 bills, you wouldn't be shy. You'd be there first and foremost to collect what was not your own.
Let's continue. Verse 21 of chapter 5. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, that's the Jewish side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So Jesus went with him. And a large crowd followed Jesus. Why? They want to touch him. They want to be healed. They want to be delivered. They want God to help them. A large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages, woman's trouble, for 12 years. She had endured much under the many physicians and had spent all she had, and she had no more money, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus. I love this line. She has heard about Jesus. That's your job, to let people hear about Jesus. Just last week on Sunday, somebody from Holy Rosary came. She has a cancer on her cheek, and she came to be prayed with. I tell you, you should be doing these things, not only me. They had heard about Jesus, this woman. Someone told her about Jesus. You are the one to tell people about Jesus. I am the one to tell people about Jesus, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that he is the Son of the living God, that he died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. What does she have? She has faith. The people pressing in on Jesus, they just want something, but they have no faith. This lady has faith. And listen to what happens. Immediately her hemorrhages stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes with faith? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in the fear and trembling, and fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Let me tell you, the only ones that's going to tell about Jesus, you and I, people need to hear about Jesus. Oh, they'll talk about God and the generic. But people do not want to hear about Jesus. Why? Because he wants 
your life. He wants your surrender. He wants all and all. And people are afraid to give him all and all. When I was a young child in the Lord, someone said I was going to go to the mission fields and preach the gospel. And I was afraid. You want to know why? I wasn't ready. But now, if I had the strength, I'd love to go to the mission fields and preach the gospel. Why? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you telling people about Jesus? Are you? That's the word of the Lord today. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Only believe, only believe. All things are possible, only believe. Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe. All things are possible, Lord, I believe. Jesus said, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. Why? Because the little girl is dead. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make such a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they sat laughing. They didn't have much sorrow. They can't go from sorrow to laughing. Listen. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And immediately the little girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Well, they're going to tell everybody. Jesus said, tell nobody. They're going to say, my daughter was dead, and now she's alive. Now she's alive. Give her something to eat. So practical is the Lord. She had been sleeping or dead. Now she needs something to eat to nourish her. I told you about the woman, the young girl that came to me with anorexia. I knew that if I told her she was thin, she wouldn't believe it. So I asked her to open the Gospels up and put her finger on something. And the things she put her finger on was, give her something to eat. I said to her, what do you want to eat? A vanilla frap. I said to the father, go out and get your daughter a vanilla frap. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Of all the scriptures in the world, God brought her to that one. Give her something to eat. All my talking about her being thin would have done absolutely nothing.
she thought she was fat, and she was dying because she was malnutritious. She had malnutrition. Oh, yes. Give her something to eat. Chapter 6 of Mark. He left that place and came to his own hometown. That's Nazareth. And his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joes and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at Jesus. Oh my, not going to be very, nothing very much is going to happen in Nazareth. They took offense at Jesus. Let us not take offense at Jesus. Let's allow him to come to us as he is, as he is. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their own hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. You know, we've all graduated from the school of unbelief. I remember Jack telling me, God can raise the dead. I said, you've got to be kidding. No, he didn't say God could raise the dead. He said, you will be able to raise the dead. I said, you've got to be kidding. And yet we had a man come in who came two summers in a row, School of the Holy Spirit, that was raising people from the dead. Oh, yes. We've all gone through the school of unbelief. I saw that man, and he told us about the people he had raised from the dead. Heidi Baker has raised so many children from the dead, babies from the dead. Oh, yes. It only takes a little bit of faith. Only takes a little bit of faith. The mission of the twelve. Then he went about among the village teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except the staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Why? Because they had to trust in the Lord Jesus' word, not in money, not in two tunics. You see, Jesus knows what he was doing. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that place. If any place will not welcome you, and they refuse to hear you, so as to leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with many 
who were sick and cured them. They repented. They repented. That means they turned around 180 degrees. Maybe your trouble is that you drink too much wine. Well, go to confession and repent and don't buy anymore. Don't buy anymore. Maybe your trouble is that you steal. Repent 180 degrees. Go to confession. Ask forgiveness. And don't do it again. And if you do it again, go back to confession and repent. 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 So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick, and he cured them. He cured them. He gave these men the power to cure people by the laying on of hands. We had a man come on Sunday from Spain asked for our prayers. He has cancer. So we prayed with him around the table. You see, people are always needy. But you should be doing these things. Not only me, but you should be doing these things because the Lord has given you the power and the faith to do them. You say, I'm not a priest. Well, you don't have to be a priest. You have to have faith in the name of Jesus and watch God heal the people. Watch God heal the people. This is real. This is real. It so happens to me that our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was in the form of God, did not count himself equal to God a thing to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, and being humbler still, obediently accepting death, even death upon a cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him and gave him the name above all names, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth will bow down. Someday it will happen. At the name of Jesus, every knee on earth, every knee in heaven, every knee in hell will bow down at the name of Jesus. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. 
Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and tabernacled himself among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest is love. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.